Welcome, and thank you for joining me on Graceful Exposure. This podcast is about exposing God's grace through every season of our life. I'm your host, Denisha Patterson, and my hope is that you can allow God's grace to flood your heart wherever you are today. Grab a cup of coffee and settle in your favorite spot. You deserve it. I hope you're encouraged by what you hear today. From Grief to Grace, written by Denisha Patterson, published by Zulon Press. Chapter 2, Misunderstood, Divorce and Fitting In. Hardships often prepare ordinary people for an extraordinary destiny. C.S. Lewis Girls can be so vindictively mean. Most times, we are a product of our environment. And as children, we only behave the way adults in our circle do. Nonetheless, girls can be so mean. I learned way too early what it means to be unfairly judged. I learned just how ugly our carnal, fleshly nature could be. I learned that there were no better friends than Jesus, my stuffed animals, and my mom. It felt like a constant reality show audition, just trying to find my place among my peers. So much of my childhood was spent relying on my brother because he was a friend who understood me. Our parents divorced when I was very young. My dad stopped going to church and soon became homeless, all because of addiction. My mom worked 60-hour weeks and most Saturdays, all so we could survive. I wish I'd known then what I know now because it would have been easier to walk away from hurtful people. Ignorance can cause people, especially young and immature people, to behave in an ugly manner and say hurtful things. If I could look back and tell my younger self anything, it would be simple. Keep your spirit soaring high and never miss an opportunity to show kindness. So many times I fought fire with fire because that's what I assumed made you strong. On top of that, I felt like I had nothing to lose. I mean, this was my life. Nothing was going to change. People are people, and I would be misinterpreted for the rest of my days. I was too young to comprehend the power to change my perspective, and my outcome was in my hands, not someone else's. This, too, shall pass. Why do people say that? Do I believe it? Why me? Did I do something wrong? Am I just not good enough? Will I ever be important? These were questions that I remember contemplating during those lonely years of feeling different from all the other girls in my youth group. Nights spent crying to my mom, who at the time was my only friend, about the mean girls. There was only one thing that still sticks out in my mind, and that is her saying, 
kill them with kindness. I mean, after all, she was my mother, and it was her job to say that I was pretty, smart, talented, and good enough. How was she able to encompass so much wisdom, love, and kindness towards people, even those people who always seemed to have disappointed her? She ultimately saw good in everyone. God built this woman to be my mom, and there is no doubt about that. The problem in all this was I never believed it was true. Even now, as a 32-year-old grown woman, I struggle with self-doubt. The inadequacies I believe about myself were deep-seated. I chose as a young lady to believe the worst in myself because it seemed to be where I was destined to travel. Thank goodness I serve a God who knows better than I. My negative self-talk grew to such an out-of-control level. I'm still working on it, but I can confidently say that I love myself now, and previously I'd never been able to. The first time I ever watched the new Cinderella movie, I cried as I'm sure you did as well. I could literally relate to her when her mother said, Ella, have courage and be kind. It was like I was flashing back to moments at home with my mom. For instance, the conversations she had with me while we were in the car waiting for my brother to finish a baseball practice and eating our chicken and rice casserole dinner out of Tupperware containers. She always reminded me that we can't repay hurt with hurt. Simply ignore it and keep going. It doesn't matter what they think. They will fall from their high horse one day. Those were all the life lessons I had to keep on repeating when I really just wanted to give them a piece of my mind. I was nowhere close to being Cinderella. She was good and beautiful. We lived in a separate universe. She was a person of unequivocal beauty, brains, kindness, energy, and she got the guy. See, I told you I'm still working on my negative self-talk and gaining confidence. Do you ever stop and wonder how she got all that cleaning and cooking done every day? It's absolutely mind-boggling. This is a perfect example of comparison and why women shouldn't watch TV at all, ever. (laughs) My story of loss and motherly advice is relatable to hers. And yes, I most certainly got the guy of my dreams too my own modern-day Prince Charming. I have learned, though, through my awkward teenage years that beauty is more inward than outward. Did your mom ever tell you it's what's on the inside that counts? I'm sure you're flashing back right now, picturing yourself scowling at your mom or dad as she or he smiled with pride. It's so true. We must be as diligent in working on our inner beauty as our outer. Have courage and be kind. Courage is the strength to keep going. Even when the situation gets really difficult, you must persevere and embrace the mindset that you are worth more than failure.
You are worth more than what your peers have been brainwashing you into believing. They may say that you are inconsequential, inferior, or a loser. Whatever they say, have the strength to push through the bad days and know that a certain set of circumstances will not define your future unless you allow them to. Who are they anyways? Whoever they are, they have no idea who you are and what you are capable of. You are in control of your destiny, not they. I want to show you your inner and outer beauty. You are uniquely you, a person God designed you to be. It doesn't matter what the girl next to you is doing or what her size is. Be healthy both physically and mentally. Psalm 27, 14 from the New King James Version says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Do me a favor. Take a moment and get lost in your thoughts. I want you to believe you deserve more because, guess what? You do. Deep down inside each one of us lies a warrior awaiting our approval to rise to the occasion. If you struggle with insecurities and negative self-comparison, spend the next 30 days in gratitude. You aren't allowed to say one negative thing about yourself. The Bible is stuffed full of men and women who were courageous against all odds. You are no exception. Kindness is grace in action. People do not have to deserve it in order for us to give it. Just like Christ freely gives us his grace when we are so often undeserving, we can afford the same graciousness to those who hurt us. Kindness is a smile that speaks volumes when words can't. My mother knew then what I know now, and that is this. Kindness has power. It's the type of power that frightens those holding their status over our head. Some refer to kindness as weakness, but it wins every single time. It takes hard work because you have to constantly look at your reflection and snap it into submission. That untamed, unhinged, carnal side that we all hide deep down wants to emerge from the cold, dark shadows and scream, here I am, you want a piece of me? So girls, in my experience as an awkward little lady, I found that people are people and people can be mean. In school, I was always the last to finish laps around the track because I had zero endurance. I even attempted to fake asthma to get out of running a mile. <sighs> yes, I know, it's not my finest moment. I did half as many sit-ups every single time. Don't even ask about my experiences with basketball complete and utter failure come to mind. The few things I did with excellence, no one ever knew about 
because I was typically too shy to put myself out there. I was a bit of a loner, and because of that, I harshly judged myself. I could never quite put my finger on how I could make myself be like other girls in my youth group at church. It was because I was different. I wasn't supposed to be like the other girls. I was supposed to be me and with confidence. Most of my days were spent feeling misunderstood and that caused rejection and anger to take root in my spirit. Now, as a pastor's wife, I encourage the girls and women to express their differences. I absolutely love taking a look around our congregation and seeing different styles and stages of life. No matter the differences, we are all friends who have turned into family. We spend too much time trying to be like the girl next to us when God just wants us to be the girl he created. We can never fully understand why God conditions us in life the way he does. But I do see that my molding on the potter's wheel was purposeful. 2 Corinthians 12.9, the New King James Version says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Michelle Graham wrote it like this. Shame says that because I am flawed, I am unacceptable. Grace says that though I am flawed, I am cherished. I love that word, cherished. It means to hold or treat as dear or to care for tenderly. Wow, that is so special to know that even though my earthly father was incapable of cherishing me and though I was misunderstood by my peers, I have a heavenly father who will cherish me and who will always be there for me. I am made whole in him, and he is that strength I need when I feel weak and alone. We were created to stand out, not to fit in. So why do we spend so much time fighting that? Most of our days are spent trying to tailor ourselves and be like the girl on the other side of the room, all because her Instagram is perfect. That doesn't mean her life is. Social media has given us an all-access pass to the highlight reel of complete strangers' lives. And because of that, we find it difficult to view them as anything other than perfect robots. Let me tell you something. That girl across the room doesn't live pain-free. She has flaws. She's far from perfect. And she just like you, has been fearfully and wonderfully made. I know we hear that often as girls, but it still remains one of my favorite scriptures. Psalms 139 and 14. I will praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and that my soul knows very well. 
You see, it's quite logical. God doesn't make mistakes. His work is marvelous. And you, my dear girl, are a work whom he created. There is no question of your worth. A lesson I had to learn? I can't control people. I can, however, love them. And sometimes that can change their outlook. We are all entitled to our own opinions. And sure, you can even share them out loud if you want. Ultimately, you have to decide who you want to be and what you want to get out of life. But also, what do you want to offer? If sharing your opinion only gets the words off your chest or unproductively does more harm than good, then you have to ask yourself, is it worth it? Take a long look at the person causing you grief. Maybe she behaves in a competitive, I'm better than you way because of her own insecurities. Stop. Take a moment to really think about that. We are not only comparing ourselves to someone else, but we are changing who we are based off who we think someone else is. We change our style, our convictions, our diets, and anything else trending at the time, all based on someone's social media post of the day. That is not their whole story. What you see on the internet is like a half-truth. It's what you comprehend their life to be, but most likely, not complete reality. Be the person that you want to be. What makes you happy? Think about that girl you are envious of. Her life could very well be falling apart at the seams. It could be worse than your situation. Have you ever stopped to think that maybe the person who drives you bonkers is treating you and everyone else with disdain because of their own unhappiness? Think about this. Maybe I can control my reaction to her behavior. Maybe I can smile and look past what I now can see is ignorance. And hey, Ignorance is not bliss, in my opinion. I firmly believe that knowledge is power. Maybe that person who really cooks your grits is threatened by the idea of being made irrelevant or obsolete. She could be on a mission to prove she can be more, and you're over here getting offended that she might be judging you. Stop worrying about everyone else. No matter the reason, her behavior will not control what you do or how you feel about yourself. In a sense, you gain compassion when you shift your perspective. So I am going to encourage you to do what I myself am learning to do. Shift your focus. Shift your focus from how you feel to what you know. You can be mistaken by what you think you see. 
look through the eyes of knowledge and courage and confidently follow God's plan for your life, regardless of what everyone around you thinks. Don't be afraid to be you. I wish I had someone other than my mom telling me that I was meant for greater things. Quit surrendering your life to labels given to you by ignorant opinions. The pen isn't in just anyone's hand. It's in the hands of Jesus Christ. And only he can author your story. Don't let anyone else's inability to let go of the past control your right now or the future you are designed to have. I understand the way things used to be, but times are changing. Be careful when you decide to judge a friend's circumstances based on your own. Your only job in her life is to be there for her, talk to her, and reassure her that she is not dirty just because life tossed her a rotten lemon. Free yourself from the burden of being perfect. Find joy in the middle of the chaos because, unfortunately, divorce is messy and fitting in is overrated. I truly hope that as you join me on this journey from grief to grace that you are inspired and you learn to believe in yourself and love yourself. Until next time, friend. I hope that you learn to find grace and expose it in every situation in your life. See you next time.